God is good. God is good. God is good. Amen. Don't get it. Don't get upset with me because you're just living a little tiny puny life. You know what? I love the message. It says the life you're living isn't a small life. You're just living it in a small way. We invite you to step out into the wide, open, spacious living that God's made available to you. We have the opportunity to live a lifestyle that is a humiliation to hell. You, you've been called of God out of darkness into the marvelous light of His dear Son. Right? You've been called out of darkness into light. The problem is, is that most of us are so comfortable in the dark that it bugs us a little bit when the lights are on that bright. So we, we live out in the shadows of God life when we've been invited into the intense illumination that the light of the gospel desires to produce in us. We, we are so worried that if we really step into the reality that God has called us to, that we're going to be rejected by the world. You're not going to be rejected. You're going to be chased after. Remember the early Christians and, and the fact that as they're being burned at the stake, they're singing praises to God. Nero sticking his fingers in his ears, screaming, why must the Christians always sing? And people are running out of the stands to stand next to them, and they're converting right there in the middle of all that chaos. Remember that that life that they had must have been a little bit different from the life that you and I have been demonstrating. Maybe there's a possibility, can we submit this thought, that God life is bigger than we're letting on. I mean, we realize that the thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. We're not even putting it up anymore. You should have it memorized. John 10, 10, the thief doesn't come but for to kill, steal, and destroy. And you know what a lot of us do is we spend the majority of our time advertising for him. We talk in agreement with him. We got his t-shirt. We, we, we are promoting his product. We share with everybody the stuff that's wrong. We point it out. We look for fault as if it were a hidden treasure. And we can find stuff that's wrong. But the Bible says there's a great book it's called Philemon. One chapter long is in verse 6 says that the communication of thy faith might become effectual through the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in Christ. That the... Communication of thy faith might become effectual. That your communication of faith becomes effective when you begin to acknowledge every good thing that's in you by Christ. You begin to acknowledge the good. You begin to point out the good. You begin to, to bring to the surface the good instead of burying it under everything that you found that's wrong. See, life is very strong at times. It, it, it's, it's natural. It's natural to focus on the dirt. It's supernatural to pull the treasure out of the dirt. Then you're supposed to be living a supernatural life, being led by the Spirit of God. Nobody really needs you to describe your pain. Say amen. Just a good place to say amen, even if it hurts. <laughs> I'm here today to encourage you that God is doing good things in your life. I said God is doing good things in your life. 
Have you seen my life? We don't look at that stuff. We, we, we don't look at what is seen, right? But we look at the unseen. It's not invisible. It's the stuff that the average person won't even look at. The acknowledgement of the good things that are in you through Christ. The acknowledgement, it is. Just because you haven't acknowledged it doesn't mean it isn't there. When you acknowledge it, you bring attention to it. There are things in this room, just because you haven't seen them, doesn't mean that they don't exist or that they're not really in the room. They are in the room. You just haven't seen them because it hasn't been pointed out to you. A lot of people tonight, or tonight, this morning, in this room, a lot of us in the room might, might assume, uh, you know, we're just assuming that there might be a fire extinguisher somewhere in the room, but we've, we have no idea where it is. It's right over there. Take a look. Everybody look right over there. Let's look right over there. See it? There it is. Now, now you know it's here because we've acknowledged its existence, right? And, and so you know exactly where it's at, and it's there. It's the same thing with a lot of people with the good things that are in their life. Because they've never acknowledged it, nobody realizes it's there. It doesn't mean it isn't there. It just means that we've been focusing on everything but the good thing that God's doing in our life. And the Bible says that we can have confidence in this, knowing that he who has begun a good work shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God is doing some good things. When we think of what we want God to do, we, we're, we want the spectacular. We, we want, you know, to go outside in the clouds of a line and spell out our name. We want angels to do the river dance in the parking lot. We, we, we're looking for green glow paint to be on our bedroom wall when we wake up in the morning and, and it's still dark outside and it's glowing with a message from God. God is, is supernatural, but he's not always spectacular think about it he came to the earth a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger most of the earth didn't even recognize what had just happened if you don't begin to acknowledge what god's doing in your life you cover it up with all this other stuff and then all you have to talk about is your problems and your your chaos and your trauma and your drama Wrong life. Wrong life. Well, I want God to do something bigger. Well, l listen. Again, John 10, 10. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came that we might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. See, if you ever open up a can of Zoe, <laughs> I have to be very careful. It's Sunday morning. <laughs> Have you ever seen those, it's like those, you know, those, those sleeping bags that you buy and they're in a pouch about the size of your fist and, and they're big enough for your whole family? And, and you, 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 un, you, you, you pull, you slide that little plastic thing off the string and it opens up and you, and you go, and it goes, and it's out and it's huge and you can never get it back in the bag, ever. That's like Zoe life. If you ever open it up, you ain't ever going to put it back. And the, and the enemy knows it. That if you ever really tap into the real deal, it, it's going to just blow your mind. And you're going to forget all the stuff that, that you've been so riveted on. It's huge. It's more life than death. It's more hope than despair. It's more health than sickness. How come we all talk about sickness so much? We've got Zoe life. More health than sickness. More healing than pain. Well, I've got to show you my owie. 
No, you don't. You need to acknowledge the good thing that God is doing in you. It is a treasure. We have been given a treasure. Life. It, oh, man. Jesus paid an incredible price to realign mankind with real life. Zoe, life, God, life, God, life. The, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is hidden inside of you. Oh, just think about this for just a minute. The, the, same, the same virtue, the same ability that Jesus walked the earth demonstrating That treasure is inside of you. It's inside of every one of us. We have the ability to demonstrate Satan's defeat on a daily basis. And we're given countless opportunities every day. But rather than opening up a can of Zoe, we like to mess around with the gook that the enemy's flinging at us. He's trying to keep us distracted so that we don't ever realize we have strength. For all things. I have strength for all things. I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way. Through Christ, who's infusing me with an inner strength, I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I've got what it takes to live a victorious life. The Lord has been mindful of me. He will bless me. What does the word bless mean? Position to win or succeed in any given situation. Why is it when I get into certain situations, I forget that I've been positioned to handle it, to position to win, positioned to demonstrate the enemy's defeat? Well, because something has distracted my eye. I'm no longer looking at the treasure, but I'm looking at the trouble. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a treasure. <laughs> Look at 2 Corinthians 4, 7. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. We'll very slowly put this on the screen. Here it comes. Okay, but we have this treasure. (laughs) We have this treasure. I'm just in a good mood. Deal with it. Um, We have, not we going to get, not some of us, but we have this treasure. It's in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. That you got to understand what this is saying. We, you have a treasure that can prove God's in you. There is a power that has been deposited inside this earthen vessel that can demonstrate God. And no one, no one will give you the glory. Because we know you. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. But what we focus on is the earthen vessel. We, we, we focus on our life, our weaknesses, our shortcomings, our past. God's calling us to a future. God's offering his power, his strength, his ability. I have crucified 
I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet it's not I that live, but Christ who liveth in me. In the life I now live, I live by the faith of him who gave himself for me. It's not, it ain't even my faith. It's by the faith of him who gave himself for me. I, when my faith is short or weak or, or wrong, his faith is perfect. His obedience, regardless of the consequence, has positioned me to live a life in Christ, and now Christ living through me, the power maybe of God. But we get our eyes focused on this vessel. Look at this verse, Matthew thirteen forty four. This is cool. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which men found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Here's the deal. If you could locate the treasure... That's hidden in the dirt. You'd get rid of everything necessary in order to own the treasure. But we play in the dirt. We'd rather play in the dirt than discover the treasure that's hidden in the field. This verse reminds me, it really paints a picture of what God did. God recognized the treasure that was hidden in the field, in the dirt, you and I. And he bankrupt heaven... To purchase the field. He gave heaven's best. He sold all he had to buy the field. So he could own the treasure. There are some things that you hang on to that separate you from the treasure. Time to let that go. We, we get so focused on boats and bikes and babes that we forget. That there's a treasure that there's a treasure that's worth far more than gold and silver and rubies. There is a treasure. Everybody has a treasure. Everybody carries dirt. Don't we just love dirt? When we get dirt, we like to share the dirt. When we learn something about somebody, we make sure that everybody we know knows. And we're very spiritual. So we say, we need to pray. Really? For who? <laughs> We need to pray for these people. Why? Oh, good. Let me share the dirt. Playing in the dirt. But you've got to go for the treasure. And, you know, the problem with some people is they don't just have dirt. They've got acreage. They've got a treasure hidden somewhere on a ranch. They've got so much dirt. It's tons and tons. And by the way, if when you back up, you hear, eep, 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 you're carrying too much dirt. <laughs> time to get rid of some of that dirt. Time, time to dump the dirt. Look at your neighbor and say, dump the dirt. <laughs> look, look at how the message puts it. This verse, Matthew 13, 44, in the message. God's kingdom is like a treasure hidden in a field for years and then accidentally found by a trespasser. That's how most of us stumble across Zoe. Look at that. The finder is ecstatic. What a find. And proceeds to sell everything he owns to raise money to buy that field. When you discover what God has deposited in you, you'll get rid of everything. What a find. What, what a find. I... I have.
have strength for all things. I'm not just saying it now. I see it. I own it. Oh, guys, there's a huge difference from standing right at the edge of the battlefield saying, I have strength for all things. And stepping across the line and saying, I've got strength for all things. I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. I'm going to do what God's word says I can do. I bought the, I bought the field. I own the treasure. What a find. What a find. We have God life wrapped up inside this vessel. 2 Corinthians 4.1 in the Amplified says, Therefore, since we do hold and engage in this ministry by the mercy of God, He's granted us favor and benefits and opportunities and especially salvation. We do not get discouraged and spiritless and despondent with fear. We don't become faint with weariness and exhaustion. Look at this. We hold and engage in this ministry. Every one of you are in full-time ministry. You're in the ministry. Read, read later. Go back up and read that God hath reconciled us to himself through his son Jesus. And Jesus has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. We, are, are, we have a job. We have a purpose. We, we have a, a calling, if you will, that, that God has called you out of darkness into light. It, it wasn't just for illumination. It was for destination. You, you have a calling on your life. It is to find those who are far from God and walk with them to the place where they're close to God and help equip them to live of a life of victory with and for God. You have a mission to bring people who are at war with God to peace with God. And the first step might be that you get at peace with God. Instead of struggling against Him, that you embrace the life that He's given you. That you realize that right where you are, right what you're dealing with, right here, right now, God life can begin to bubble up inside of you. That you've got a river of life flowing. That you've got it. You, 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 you have a ministry. And it says, we hold and engage in this ministry. Before you can engage in God life, you must disengage from your life. You've got to step away from the natural realm and into the realm of the Spirit. You've got to be led by the Spirit of God and not allow your carnal nature to dictate your choices and, and the direction of life that you're taking. Well, yeah, but God's probably going to want to make me go to Africa. No, God loves Africa. Africa has enough problems of their own. They don't need a negative person coming over there. The desires that you possess, the Bible says that God gives you the desires of your heart. So the fact that, you know, that you love something, the fact that you're passionate about something, trust me, that can be used for the glory of God. And you get God live operating in you, and you're going to find out that life is a blast. It's awesome. You've got the enemy who's trying to rip from your grip the revelation that God life is so good. Micah 6, 7. He has shown you, oh man, what is good. That's not going to show you what you just hated to see. No, God's taking you to a good place. 
His plan isn't to harm you. It's on the wall. Get it through your brain. That it's time to disengage from a natural carnal life. And time to engage in the life that God's called me to. He called me out of darkness, not so that I could freely walk back into it. Obviously, I have the ability to live broken and bleeding and hurting, but I don't have to. I can be defeated, but I can also have victory. Keith pointed out this morning that, you know what, anything good demands a fight. So... I may have to fight what well, doesn't make sense. If God's in it, why, why wouldn't he just give it to me? Because you have an enemy that opposes you. Matthew eleven twelve. From the days of John the Baptist, even until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. The violent take it by force. Got to have a backbone to face the storm in order to get the treasure that you were created to carry. You've got to have some passion that says, you know what? I can live in victory, so I am going to. You've got to have somebody close enough to you in your life that can look at you and point out the fact that you don't look zoified right now. Because it's so easy to get distracted and get weighed down. This is the enemy's, this is the enemy's tactic to just fill your life with so much stuff that you don't realize, oh, that's not God life. That's just... My life. Because we've been inundated and trained to live a natural life, like mere human beings, one translation says. You're living as mere human beings. But if any man be in Christ, he's a whole new creature altogether. Old things have passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. I'm not the guy I used to be. I'm not living the life I used to live. I don't have the mind I used to have. I am renewing the spirit of my mind so that I can demonstrate God life. See, I have a ministry. I have a ministry. You have a ministry. Do you go to Costco? Don't you love Costco? I love Costco. I'm in Costco at least once a week. Sometimes when we're traveling and we're out of town, I make Shelby stop at other Costcos in other cities. I, I want to see if they got something cooler than what we got and eat snacks while I look. <laughs> I love Costco. Last week there's a guy in there and he had some kind of a blender thing and they were dropping all kinds of fruit and stuff and making all kinds of stuff. I don't want one, but I thought it was cool. He was demonstrating that product with people who didn't want it. And some of the people who went there didn't want it, didn't even know it existed, bought it. You know why they advertise, right? They've got to tell you about stuff that you don't know you need. In order to sell you stuff that you don't need, we have to advertise. Because if we didn't advertise it, you would remember you don't need it. And if you know you don't need it, why in the world would you buy it? But then you open up the advertising, oh, i got to get one of those. Didn't have to have one five minutes ago. <laughs> That's a just totally different subject. But like I said, I'm in a good mood. Okay, so the guy, the guy in Costco is demonstrating this product, and people begin to accept and realize the value of that product. That's your job. You're going through life demonstrating God life. And people around you, 
who are so inundated with their stuff don't realize the value of the life that we have to demonstrate. But you've got to ask yourself, what life am I demonstrating? Do I spend more time demonstrating dirt or treasure? Am I focused on the low life or the high life? Are people willing to die to be connected to the life that I live? Blessed, happy, fortunate, and be envied is the man. Does anybody envy your marriage? Does anybody envy your attitude? Oh, I wish I had an attitude like yours. Well, the Bible says that's the life we're supposed to be living. So we've got to engage in it. We've got to to get connected to it. I think a lot of us, what we do is we forget how precious the treasure is. Because there's so much dirt. You know, premarital counseling. What a joy that is. Um, bring, the, <laughs> bring the young couple together. Just want you to write down three or four character issues about your future spouse where they really need to focus so that they can produce maturity and growth. There's nothing. I, 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 you probably heard it before, but I've got to tell you. <laughs> She's perfect. Oh, come on. This, he's got to have a couple of non-strings. Nope. Not even one. She's a treasure. Three months later, <laughs> as they back up to unload the dirt. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. The treasure's gone. The treasure's gone, and she's Texas. We've lost the treasure in in the dirt. Hello? You know, your spouse, that was just all treasure. People first come to the church. This is the greatest church? Oh, my God. You walk on water, don't you? (laughs) Three weeks later, I hate you. (laughs) Found the dirt. (laughs) It doesn't take a special eye to find dirt, especially in me. Some of you guys can't make it 45 minutes without being offended. Shelby's lasted 27 years. Go, babe. Shelby's a treasure hunter. Come on. Shouldn't you be? Y'all going, ha, 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 ha. Well, you wish your spouse was. Shelby's a treasure hunter. Shelby knows how to make treasure out of dirt. Serious. Well, but, but you'd never stoop that low. You just point out dirt. Told the, the women at Team 31 the other night, and we were talking about it this weekend. We were up with Sharkies. Yeah, and uh, uh, every morning, every morning, before I get out of bed, Shelby's, Shelby's an early riser. I stay up late to make sure nothing bothers her while she sleeps. <laughs> I'd do that for her. Every morning, Shelby brings me a cup of coffee, 
and an oatmeal every morning. And I know, I know some of you ladies are thinking, don't tell my husband. But Shelby's making something. She's making something. She and it ain't oatmeal. I know she just rips the thing open, dumps it in there, pours it in hot water, and brings it to me. But she's making, she's building something. You know what she's doing? She, she's polishing the treasure. She's making something. You know, the, 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 because she's a treasure hunter. She, she's going to discover, what, what will you do? What will you sell? See, the man found the treasure and hid it, but he sold everything. He sold his pride. He sold his heart. He sold his desire. He sold his rights. Why? Because he's going to own that treasure. If you're going to engage in this ministry, you're going to have to disengage from a carnal attitude that's all about you. We engage in this by the mercy of God. He's granted us favor. The favor of God is upon your life. You don't need anybody else's approval. You have the favor of God on your life. Live like it. I mean it, man. This week, I want to challenge you that when you get out of bed, i got the favor of God on me. God's on my side. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be intimidated. I'm not going to be filled with worry. And I'm going to demonstrate God life and His favor all over me. I've got benefits. Some of us are waiting for benefits from the government. Wrong government. We, we, we want... Barack to take care of us. Oh, grow up. Get your big boy pants on and demonstrate God life. We've got something to share with Barack. Opportunities. Everybody say opportunities. 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 You know, in the Bible, Ephesians 5, it says, making the very most of time. For the days are evil. Making the very most of time. There's two words in your Bible for time. One is chronos. That's like a calendar or your day planner. But uh, kairos. Kairos. Th- this is the word time here. Kairos is a God-infused opportunity. It's a moment in time impregnated by God himself. Every day there are opportunities. Pieces of your day that are impregnated with the purpose of God. That you have the ability to demonstrate God life. And a lot of us are trying to get out of the environment that God sowed us into. You, you know, you, you prayed for a job, you got the job, and, and when you first got the job, it's treasure. Now it's just dirt. And, and you think your employer is, is possessed of the devil and, and your co-workers are, are, are all demonized and you're working at the church. But God is sown you in there because of a kairos moment, an opportunity to demonstrate God life. It's an opportunity. The battle is not to the strong. The race isn't to the swift. Riches aren't to men of understanding. Time and chance. Time. Kairos and chance. Opportunity. You're going to have a collision with a kairos moment every day. But if you're too busy in life to notice your opportunity, if it's covered up with dirt... It was all about you. I want it my way. I want it when I want it, how I want it, the way I want it, for as long as I want it. And if we don't make you happy, look out. Well, you're just a mud ball. It's just, it's just all dirt. It's all about you. Wrong life. 
you're missing the treasure. Especially salvation. Salvation isn't just making it into heaven. Salvation is empowerment to demonstrate Satan's defeat in every realm of life. Physically, emotionally, relationally, financially. We have the ability to demonstrate the enemy's defeat. But you've got to engage. You don't have to be weird. You don't have to be strange. You just have to be alert. Awake. You just have to be bold. You you just have to be consistent. Most of us live like we're on a roller coaster up one day and down the next. And we, we even roll into church. I'm not going to praise him. Everybody get a Lord shout. <laughs> Middle of worship. Oh, no. I forgot my watch. <laughs> now I don't know when to go potty. Opportunities. Kairos moments. We're not even, we're not even aware of them. We thought we were going to church to fulfill a duty. No, it's a Kairos moment. It's a place where you come in and, and, and you, 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 know, you, you, you take the, the, the power of God and begin to pump yourself back. Up. I'm going back out there and demonstrate things of heat. It's like tubing behind the boat. Sometimes the temperature of the water causes the tube to begin to get soft and saggy and it doesn't plane the way that we like it. So we've got to stop the boat and pull it in and pump it up. That's church. But now, 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 hit it. But we just hang into an empty tube floating through life wishing we had a bigger boat. Missing the point. You've got what it takes. Look at this. We don't get discouraged We do not get discouraged. If you do, you're thinking with the wrong brain. I have the mind of Christ. Jesus, don't get discouraged. God's not in heaven looking at your life going, oh, myself. Uh-oh. He's not discouraged. He's not overwhelmed. He, he's not spiritless. He realizes, I got this. Not a problem. We're not taking one of the pearls off the gate and heading to the pawn shop. We're not despondent with fear, not afraid, not intimidated, not worried. Doesn't the Bible say that God will give his beloved peace in their sleep? That's King James, ain't it? I don't know, never sleep. God gives his beloved peace in their sleep. If you're really messed up, take a nap. Seriously. What was Jesus doing when everybody else was freaking out about the storm? He was in the bottom of the boat asleep with his head on a leather pillow. That's amplified. 
Great peace have those that love thy law. And nothing shall offend them, cause them to fall, slip, stumble, or fail. Great peace. We're, we do not get discouraged. We are not spiritless. We are not filled with fear. We do not become faint with weariness and exhaustion. Let me just share this with you. If you're not smart, your life will be so busy that you just wore out. You know what I've learned about me? That I am not fun to be with when I'm tired. What'd you say? Todd, you know, you silly, silly man. Um, I know that, you know what, there's just times I just need to leave. I just need to go get some, I need to recreate. Recreation's good, recreation. To be brought back to the position, the state that you were created to be at. Now, if the only time you, you have available to recreate is on the weekend when you're supposed to be in church. You know, I'm not saying you should never take a weekend, but if that's the only time because you're just so busy, well, I'm working two and a half jobs to, to, to pay my bills. Sell the boat. Get out from under the debt. Don't try to impress your neighbor because your neighbor, he's an idiot. He don't care. You know, you're, he's not looking out for your best. Well, I've got to get this and I've got to get that and I've got to have these and I've got to have those. No, you don't. You just read too much advertising. The fact of the matter is, is that we don't need most of the stuff that we're in hot pursuit of. The Bible says seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing and being right and everything that you need and even, the, even what you desire. It'll be attracted to you. It'll come to you. You couldn't outrun the blessing of God. It'll hunt you down like a linebacker and overtake you and squash you like a bug. God said, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on you. You couldn't even possibly contain it. Don't become faint and weary and exhausted. Our goal in life is not to become insanely busy. It's to become insanely effective with as much free time as possible. You know, all the time people say, well, I, just, I can't find the time. I can't find, where does all the time go? Where does all the time go? That should be an indicator to you that you've allowed life to just get crazy. Some of you, well, look at the church calendar. There's something on there every day. You're not supposed to go to all of it. I'm not doing that so, so that we can figure out a way to make your life even more busy. Don't let us guilt you into it. The fact of the matter is, is that the opportunities at church are simply to connect you with somebody who can speak into your life so that you can get, have accountability and ensure spiritual growth. In reality, you can fulfill the vision of the church in one day a week. It's just come to church, build relationship. We've got to serve the body. And then we have to demonstrate Zoe life every day. Okay? But that's just, it's Romans 12 in the message. It says, here's what you ought to do. Take your every day, your normal average life, the way you sleep, the way you eat, the way you go to work, and live that as an offering and worship to God. 
So, you know, I come to church because I need to, I need to be fed. I need to be on track. I need to grow. I need to connect with somebody. So I guess I could go to lunch or something afterwards, and I can ask them to tell me, does this look like peace? You know, and they can say, not really. And we can pray. We, we can study the Word, right? And, uh, and while I'm there, I'm there, so I might as well serve the body. Now, I've just, I've just accomplished everything that I've been called to do. That's one day. I'm too busy. No, you're missing the point. You're allowing the enemy to wear you down. Why? Because you're just like me. Todd shouts a big amen when I say I'm not fun to be around when I'm tired. You've got to check him out. Mr. Grumpy Pants. But when you start getting tired, you've got to have somebody in your life that can say to you, you need to rest. You, you Recreate. Go get your strength back. Come on. Get your strength back. You're getting too busy. You're getting too busy. If, if that means that you're just going to have to drive an older car. Drive an older car. Don't get so busy that you don't have time to enjoy God life. Amen? You have a, you have a treasure. Discover it. Become a treasure hunter. Find the treasure in your spouse. Locate the treasure in your kids. Look, at, look, look through all of the dirt on the job. And, and, and you know what? You can find treasures in Costco. Opportunities impregnated by God to produce the very purposes and plans of God. And you can demonstrate Zoe life in the line, in the checkout line at Albertsons. You, 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 you've got the opportunity today before you get to the house to let God life begin to bubble up inside you, even if you're an old, dry, empty, dirty well. You can have a river of life flowing out of you. But you just have to be focused, diligent. You know, the Amplified Bible... Next week, I'm going to tear this up. Matter of fact, you just study the rest of that chapter. There's some crazy good stuff. There's some things here that, well, I don't see. How does that work? And I'm going to show you how it works and how, how you can be a living demonstration of the power of God. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the power may be of God. Hallelujah. Close your book. Bow your head. Let me pray for you.